0: Mom's to one and get these My dad, he's okay. But they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care. It is right. either way. Why are
1: you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I
2: am here, determined.
1: give you america itself. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty.
3: Live from uh, Studio C. C, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And hey, everybody, on a Tuesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Here's our general manager now.
1: That still there. Oh, say, does that
3: star-spangled never I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, that was the best part. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> That was the best part. Oh boy. Ben yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously, like a parody. Like a Saturday night live parody of somebody of somebody overdoing the national anthem. Right. Yeah. I wonder if she got it that did that on a bet, made a bunch of money. That was the national anthem from the All Star game that has been mocked across the country. By the great Fergie, formerly of the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, She's apologized, by the way. To America. Oh good. Uh, did uh, she take full responsibility? I assume she did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She sound contrite enough. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start with I
1: am is said to be devastated. There's a little update, outdated pop
3: music reference for you. We'll start with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: I'm doing okay. Uh, my chin's still sticky from the Abe Lincoln beard. That yeah. crazy glue is hard to get off. To. Yeah. Um, that I was found...
3: a hell of a fun President's Day we had around
0: here. It sure was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Hey, um, I found this fortune um, in the hallway from a fortune cookie. It says, "Luck is with you now. Act upon your instincts." Mm. Apparently, from Panda Express. So I'm not sure <laughs> what this means or if this is a sign. But well, I'd assume luck is with
1: you and not with the person who lost that fortune, because luck is no longer with them. It's come to you. Right. Congratulations. Yeah, it is pretty cool. You know, in terms of uh, fast food Chinese prophecy, it is. Yes. Act upon your instincts. I don't know exactly what that means, but wow, you're out of touch
3: with your instincts. Yeah. If you're thirsty, drink. If you're hungry, eat. If you're horny, do it. Oh yeah. boy, those are your instincts. <laughs> wow. All right, this bit's gone long enough. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: <laughs> like the
3: national anthem, Michael.
1: That doesn't begin to describe
3: it. I didn't realize Panda Express had the uh, had the fortune cookies with the fortunes in them. Off to check oh, that of out. Of course, yeah. There is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you Sean?
2: Doing very well, and uh, I, w- I won't go into the full uh, gold medal meltdown standings, but the United States are very close to falling out of fifth place. Oh, yeah, Lord. I noticed we're
3: about tied with France. How is that possible? Oh, God. Tied little, for total medals with this, France. This is little, Trump's America. Little France. How's <clears> that, how, <throat> that, how are they as good as us? I guess we just don't care about the Winter Olympics like we should, right?
2: I'm going to start adopting uh, Canadians as my go-to <laughs> default rooting team for the, uh, for the Winter Olympics. We are just not competing. You know, uh, come to think of
1: it, uh, since everything is partisan politics now, I'm going to blame Barack Obama. Our Olympic program was hollowed out under Obama, and we're
3: seeing the results now. It's humiliating. Tara Lipinski, former gold medal skater, uh, wrote an op-ed piece in the New York Times explaining why we're not doing very well. We'll have that for you coming up later. Really, I'm intrigued. Uh, there's Marcia Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marcia?
0: I'm doing very well. We have a trio of celebrity women having oh. a birthday oh. today, and one of these uh, one of these women's net worth is vastly greater than the other two. <laughs> so I'm just going to run through these name and age, and then you guys can try and sort out and see, and pick who's the richest. We got supermodel, and <clears throat> excuse me we got supermodel and fashion and cosmetic queen Cindy Crawford turning 52 today. Mm,
1: very successful woman.
0: Ivana Trump, the Donald's first wife, 69. And singer and actress Rihanna is turning 30. All right. Any uh, any ideas on who you think might... One uh, of them
3: has vastly more money than the other. Cindy Crawford's <laughs> a fashion world, possibly. Yes, is that you know, it? I mean, if, what did Ivana, Ivana get in the... Uh, if Ivana In got the a divorce, she divorced a billionaire, so that could be a chunk of money. Yeah. And Rihanna's had a ton of hit songs, so I don't know. I actually have no idea. Wow, 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 wow. Joe, you want to uh, give it a Rihanna, shot? Because it probably got. To, but she's not very old. So I'm not? guessing Cindy Crawford's line of something or other.
1: I'm gonna say yeah. That's oh her line. Of, I'm gonna say old lady Trump just to be contrary.
0: All right, there we go. Ivana Trump, the Donald's first wife, net worth sixty million dollars. Pathetic. How can you live on that? <laughs> Cindy Crawford. Net worth one hundred million dollars. Oh boy, it's a, a lot of money for being pretty. Yeah, and Rihanna, who's just turned thirty, Rihanna's net worth has grown to two hundred and forty-five million dollars. Good for her, in, Rihanna, including the seventy million dollars she earned in twenty sixteen alone. It's a big year. <laughs> yeah, wow. so there you go. Mm-hmm.
3: Trini Crawford's got two kids that are modeling now. I saw a piece on the other day oh, that look exactly like her. and off the old block. One or both of them have that same mole or had it added. I don't
2: know. That yeah. <laughs> she had. I don't know. Uh, of course, Rihanna's half a model. Half a softcore oh, yeah. porn model. Really? And she <laughs> does a ton of features on yeah. other people's hit songs, too, where she gets a lot of the royalties and et cetera, et cetera.
3: I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, February 20th, the year 2018. We're keeping you straight in 21-8. we Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. All right, let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regs, here we go at Mark. But you say,
1: wait,
0: wait, wait. Isn't he a huge business success? Doesn't he know what he's talking about? No, he isn't. And no, he doesn't.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Mitt Romney back in the day. Much friendlier words exchanged yesterday when uh, President uh, Trump came out and said, I fully endorse Mitt Romney. And Mitt Romney said, I I accept and appreciate your endorsement. If that don't beat all. (laughs) It doesn't. That doesn't show you what politics (laughs) was. He's a con man. He's a liar. He's a fraud. He's a fraud. He'll <laughs> ruin America. He's, he'd be like taking a dump on the Constitution. <laughs> now, now they're friends.
1: Uh, what's coming
0: That's up just fine. News, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got a new gun control poll. What restrictions do Americans support? Big leap forward for human sheep hybrids what (laughs) what could
2: possibly
0: (laughs) go wrong it's it's too easy who's asking for that lonely farmers please (laughs) and bowing bowing to early risers demands we're gonna have sean's olympic medal meltdown coming up 635 armstrong and Getty.
3: early risers i've been up since two is anybody an earlier riser than me Uh, How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding.
1: Oh, my goodness. Everything from humor to insight to travel tips. (laughs) All in
3: one lovely package. That's fantastic. I heard, I think, the most interesting comment I've heard on the entire Mueller indictment story. Out of a New York Times reporter. Excellent. The single most interesting thing I've heard. Interesting is kind of what we're going for here, it so is. I'm looking forward to hear that. Stay tuned for that. I'll hit you with that. It's very short. I'll hit you with that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. I promised you the single most
3: interesting thing I've heard out of the whole Mueller indictment coverage since Friday from a New York Times reporter. They talked about this and that and what's going to happen in the future and what this could mean. And he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but this is the gist of it. Keep in mind that nobody had any reporting on this. Nobody knew this report was coming out, and nobody had reported on any of these names. Nobody. Huh. He said, keep that in mind going forward with the various predictions or guesses or any of the things that are in the papers about the whole Mueller investigation. Right. All the reporting and leaks and sources tell me this and number that. Nobody had he's going to release this report, and nobody had the information. I
1: think it's spread out over many months, so people have failed to appreciate this fully. But I think the reportage on the Trump administration, the cabinet, and the Russia investigation, as it applies to the Trump administration, has been some of the worst reporting in the history of American journalism. How many reports citing 12 people close to the president, blah, 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 had Rex Tillerson resigning? Right. You know, or John Kelly resigning, or whatever, over and over again. A front page stuff on the major newspapers of America.
3: And then day or week-long discussions about it. Remember what Comey said himself. He said, people who know aren't talking, and the people who are talking don't know.
1: Yeah, which was a a great, that was his high-water mark, probably. Respect on this show. Mailbag! You know, you can email us if you want. We're about to change the email address at some point. You know, and, as the and president that will... pointed out, the uh, Empire State Building was built in a year
3: during the Great Depression. And then, then things will take off. Oh, yeah. Well, we won't be slaves to Yahoo anymore. Be into our salad days. Oh, I've been looking please. forward to the salad days. Oh, I'm telling you, I do enjoy a good salad. Like an Asian salad, don't you?
1: A little wontons on there, maybe some chicken. Where were we? <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to make salad. That's right, Martha. <laughs> um... To break with tradition, writes Keith, of the Fergie national anthem. Usually, the national anthem is the start of an event, but this time it was the climax. A flame. We're still
0: there. Oh, oh, the climax.
1: <laughs> I think I get it. Oh boy.
3: Oh golly, honey, the neighbors will hear. Do you remember what that Martha Stewart clip is from where she says, I want to make salad? Yeah, she was on one of the big morning
1: shows, (laughs) right? And they started asking her about her insider stock trading. Yeah, the
3: story had just broken and she ended up going to prison over it. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to make salad. (laughs) We're going to make salad. We're going
1: to make salad.
3: (laughs) I want to talk about my felonies. We're here to make salad. (laughs) She's uh, in see. prison tossing salad, probably. Oh, boy. That's, That's unnecessary. I've seen Oz or whatever That's, that show is. Uh,
1: The orange is the new black. That's terrible. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, okay, it's Ray with some suggestions from beautiful Jackson, California, in the uh, gold country. I think the trouble with your team, uh, with your new slogan, is the following The conscience of a nation implies any nation or a historical reference. The conscience of the nation comes off clumsy because of the the twice. Mm -hmm. Try a conscience of the nation. That's terrible, Ray. (laughs) Or the conscience of our nation. That's better. I like that. Love your show no matter what. You are indeed the conscience of our nation. Very best, Ray.
3: Back to you, my brother. I do like that, the conscience of our nation. I like that. He is right. I didn't realize it, but the reason that bothers me, it's the the the. It, if you the
1: conscience of the nation sounds if you go the conscience of the nation just
2: just touch on it lightly.
3: <laughs> What's wrong with the conscience of our nation?
2: Is there a downside to it? Seems sounds pretty, little, reminds me of the fabric of our lives. That's probably the only. thing I don't I can know. Think for of. some
1: reason, it it it, uh, it bothers me the conscience of our nation. It's maybe even too over the top, and we're shooting for ridiculous. Ah, the debate continues. Just write it down for Marshall. Here's uh, <clears throat> here's Jeremy in Eagle, Idaho. We already have a national show. The new liner's good, but the recordings so far are just okay. Man, I miss Growley. Yeah, us too, our old announcer. My advice is to utilize the new terrifying technology that can produce audio recordings of famous people that never actually happened. Maybe a celebrity or politician should do your liners. My top suggestions, Trump, Obama, or David Cassidy. Uh, uh, Sean? I want you to to take the next, uh, however long it takes, to painstakingly edit together Donald J. Trump saying the conscience of our
3: nation. (laughs) How come they haven't come up with technology to do that yet? They've done that with other stuff. Soon.
1: Soon. Uh, Well, yeah, in fact, I have a really interesting slash terrifying piece to share with you a little later on about the state of video editing uh, in terms of faking up videos, taking algorithms and making your face smile and laugh and move your mouth and blah, 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 in a completely convincing way, which is completely uh, constructed by the computer. Uh, moving along, here's San Antonio Dave. Uh, Joe, if you ever come to San Antonio, oh, we were talking about Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders, and his topic is indeed Teddy Roosevelt. If you ever come to San Antonio to see the Alamo, you can cross a walk across to the Menger Hotel To see a museum you never knew was there. Did you do that when you were at the Alamo? I have no idea. The Menger Hotel. You can have a drink where Teddy Roosevelt rallied the Rough Riders on the march to Mexico. It's hard to imagine that I
3: didn't have a drink at a nearby uh, hotel bar when I was there. There are a few of the uniforms of the Rough Riders there on display. You can
1: just feel the history there. Here's the Menger Hotel bar. More importantly, it's still uh, stocked with liquor, liquors, and liqueurs. Um... Uh, and I love the idea of he rallied his troops there. Hey, guys, you want to go rally a little bit in the bar? So, see if that uh, triggers your memory. There's a nice picture of it there. It looks like a lot of bars I've been in. Menger, that's extra history-ish, though. <laughs> <clears throat> history Uh Brothers in Freedom, writes Eric. Uh, Mo Missouri Crotty. Oh, I usually don't use last names, but it's a nice note from Astoria, Oregon. Enjoyed your presidential fun facts. Oh, yeah, if you had the day off yesterday and you didn't dig the special Armstrong and Eddie President's Day show, you missed it. Uh, love the knowledge that President Andrew Johnson was not only a tailor, but even crafted his own suit for the inauguration. That's correct. As a runner-up, or at least an honorable mention, could we also note that as a younger man, Harry Truman was a haberdasher. Ran a men's clothing store in the 1920s. Well, I'd be happy to mention that. Honorable mention for presidential tailors. Wow. Wow. It was an enjoyable show, though, yesterday.
3: So many fun facts. Packed with history. Buchanan? Gay? I would actually suggest people gather the kids around next year. Oh, yeah. So it's an opportunity to learn for the kids. Or
1: maybe school districts have classes in session. Listen to the Armstrong and Getty show for the educational value. A blast. There are a couple of funny things about this note. First of all, it just, it, it rips me up one side, down the other, as they say. Really chews me out. And then requests anonymity (laughs) it's funny that you would call me 11 kinds of an idiot and uh and then ask for anonymity by my good graces but because i am remarkably buddha-like i will grant you that request are you i am (laughs) everybody says
0: that (laughs)
1: <laughs> I rub his belly daily. <laughs> and I really and my leg goes ah, 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 like a dog. Uh, here's a note from Al Anonymous. I heard you ran against President Trump during the seven thirty news. You call Trump a buffoon, along with a plethora of other insulting names. Let's put this into perspective. Do you have an MBA from the Wharton School of Business? Have you built skyscrapers all over Manhattan? Have you ever purchased and restored grand old properties such as the old post office building in Washington, D.C., the Mar-a-Lago, and the, the Andrew Carnegie Castle in Scotland? Have you built golf courses all over the world? Are you worth $10 billion? Are you President of the United States? No, I don't think so. Well, guilty, or not guilty, depending on how you look at it. Uh, all you seem to have achieved as your radio bumper states is talk, 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 ain't it grand? Stop criticizing a man who has achieved so much more than you ever will. That's an interesting way to view life, sir, I am, or madam. Uh, first of all, I am more than thrilled with my life and wouldn't trade it with Donald a- J. Trump for a
3: second. Really? To be a billionaire president? No. No. No, you, And whenever you do that, when you talk about I wouldn't trade places with them, or do you get to be you in their lives, or are you just them? I don't know what it's like to be them. You know, as we've said many times, there'd be
1: nothing more terrifying than spending an hour in somebody else's mind.
3: Well, just in general, I wouldn't trade with somebody who's, you know, that many decades older than me. Why yeah. would I ever do that? Yeah, that we got to leave that out of the analysis, though, I think. Well, okay. It's that's a great what, point. That's so what but, I'm asking. What do yeah. you get to leave into the analysis? Whew. If I get to just be president and a billionaire, yeah. I, I'll take that deal. Yeah. That'd be pretty interesting. But do I still get to be me, or am I then him? Yeah. Which who which <laughs> wife do I have? Do I have Judy or Melania? You see, that's what I mean. I don't understand. Because Jude would
1: be miserable. I don't know how that And I works. love her a ton. I wouldn't want her to be miserable. I don't know. I don't know how the trading places with
3: somebody thing works. And the... the uh, I don't know what the rules are. Like the scrutiny of my kids and stuff like that. It's like, I know the rules for genies. You're not allowed to ask for more wishes. Like, I know the rules right. for that. Right. I don't know the rules for trading places with someone. <sighs> Maybe they're on the internet. Can I wish for another genie? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. That's got to be in the, uh, that's got to be a
2: sub clause.
3: Wait wait a minute. Yeah. That is, that's very
1: deep. I'm not wishing for
2: more wishes. (laughs) Your rules, genie. (laughs) Ha ha. Gotcha.
1: I'm happy for Donald Trump. He looked at his life, decided what he wanted to do, and he he did it, which is more or less what I did too. And I'm very happy with mine. But um, then interestingly, Al goes on to say, I do agree with one point in your rant that the U.S. should now go on offensive against Putin and Russia. Um, don't you think Trump already thought about that? All right um, and, and by the way, building hotels isn't a defense about against being a buffoon. Buffoons
3: build hotels. Marshall's news on the Armstrong and Getty Show next Later in the show, National Swimming Organization that seems to be as perved up as the Gymnast Organization was, Oh yeah, which yeah. is freaking horrifying, and how do you not react as a parent and think, I'm not going to get my kids into these big national sports programs, because oh. they're full of molesters yeah. through and through for decades, and they know about it, and they don't get rid of them. I right. mean, that is the... Absolute. What
1: I all Everything I just said is absolutely true. Well, it's sick and it's sad. I would say at the very least, you have to prep your kids going in. If anybody does this, that, or the other, you tell me right now. Don't listen to any rationale they have for why they did it or blah, blah, blah. You tell me. It's a sad
0: state of affairs. Unbelievable. Okay, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, we do have the latest poll on gun control. Turns out a majority of Americans say stricter gun laws could have prevented the Valentine's Day massacre at that Florida high school. 77% said Congress is not doing enough to prevent the next school shooting. 62% saying the same of the president. But a new ABC News Washington Post poll also finds people split on which laws should be strengthened. The poll found an outright ban on assault-style weapons pretty much split the country evenly, just like it did the last time the pollsters asked the question in 2016. Seventy-seven percent, though, said they think that improved mental health screening and treatment could have prevented the shooting. And forty-two percent of those asked agreed that letting teachers carry guns could have deterred the attack. What, what percent was that last Forty-two
1: percent. Wow, that's, uh, that's substantial. That's my line of thinking, as you know. But listen, we're, we've jumped past the obvious. Why don't we enforce the laws we have? Why don't we have law enforcement do what they're supposed to do or state why they can't? Why don't we take a look at social services and analyze whether they're doing a nice job? Because this guy was on everybody's radar screen.
3: Boy, the governor of uh, Florida down there Rick is really Scott. really putting pressure on the, um, on the FBI, and he should. Now, originally he asked for Ray, the head of the FBI, to step down, which... I think most people think is is going too far. Well, it's just it's symbolic that he didn't miss that. Maybe there's a a poor
1: atmosphere or the discipline's lax because of him. If that's true, good, get rid of him. But that sort of thing
3: ends up being symbolic a lot. But he wants the FBI to release all their records now on the alleged shooter, yeah, like today, right? And I, I agree there is, there, all they're doing is covering their asses. Somebody tell me they're not covering their asses, that they can't tell you within, within an hour. who took that information and where it went? They know where they know the day it came in. they've got the records of that. So who took it? Whose
1: desk did it go to? And listen, if Mr. A, Mr. B and Ms. C screwed up and you want to g- give them code names like that to prevent death right. threats or whatever. for now. Fine, do it. That's fine. Great. But be honest. This is going to be a three-year investigation. We're going to wait till everybody loses interest, and then the report will say nothing. That's the way bureaucracies work. It's not good enough.
3: Don't give me the we're looking into it. No, you're not. If you were looking into it, you would already know the information. Maybe you do already know the information, but you're not giving it to us. The government does this all the effing time, and we shouldn't put up with it as citizens. A private company had a mistake like this, they would know exactly who it was, and they'd be out the door that afternoon. They know who it is, or they can certainly find out. They're just dragging their feet to protect themselves, and it's sickening.
0: Meanwhile, today, 100 students from the Florida high school where the shooting happened last week are going to the state capitol in Tallahassee. They're going there today for a rally to urge lawmakers to take action to prevent more of these massacres from taking place. The uh, kids out in the streets, they say this is just going to be a continued uh, project for all of them. They're going to make uh, changes, or they're going to force changes.
3: So Trump is open to some changes in yes. background checks.
0: Yes, and he's going to be meeting with uh, some of the students tomorrow. He hasn't uh-huh. said exactly which students, but he's going to have, hes going to have uh, what he said, a time to sit down and listen to them. My yeah, sp- and, and uh, there are
1: quite a number of Republicans who are sympathetic to the idea mm-hmm. of either more effective background checks, which yep. might mean changing the way it's done, or merely doing what we're supposed to do in the way we're supposed to do it. Again, before we pass a bunch of new laws, how many laws were ignored in this murder? How many laws were
3: violated in this murder? have to be how, a dozen. How
1: many law enforcement or social service obligations were handled uh, poorly, or not at all? Yeah, social workers So now we're going right. to layer more laws and regulations that will be ignored on top of that. That doesn't
3: make sense. The social worker that had been to his home recently where he was cutting himself and right. talking about how he wanted to get a gun and she deemed him not a threat. Let it be. Yeah.
0: President, uh, President Trump is giving his endorsement to Mitt Romney's campaign for the Senate after Mitt launched a bid to replace outgoing Utah Senator Orrin Hatch. Last night, from tweeting, Romney will make a great senator and worthy successor to Hatch and has my full support and endorsement. Romney quickly accepted via Twitter. Now, the two men haven't always... Well, something
3: for Donald Trump, who, uh, you know, you can't call a guy easily butthurt who was called a fraud, a phony, and a con man. I mean, that's pretty a direct attack. This is remarkable. I would remember that.
0: As you were saying, the two men haven't always seen eye to eye. In 2016, Trump said Romney choked like a dog when he ran against Barack Obama. Mitt is a failed candidate. He failed. He failed horribly. And <laughs> Romney said of Trump. Donald Trump is a phony, a fraud. He's playing the members of the American public for suckers. He gets a free ride to the White House, and all we get is a lousy hat. <laughs> so, <geez.
1: laughs> wow. Now, uh, forgive me, because I haven't seen this. Has anybody heard Trump in his own voice, in his own words, endorsing Romney? Or was it a, like a press release from Just the White a House? tweet. Yeah. Oh, so uh, what? But from his personal account, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Then he said it because I could so easily say is to see one of his spokesholes, uh, you know, tossing that endorsement out there and Trump tweeting, you know, two hours later. Oh, no way! Mitt, the failed candidate Romney, is the phony. <laughs> no way!
3: But apparently, it's real. This and- is the way it's going to play out. Yeah. I heard somebody say this the other day. They're clearly right. Uh, Mitt gets elected to the U.S. Senate, or maybe even during the election, Trump. Does something, says something crazy. Um, a reporters immediately put a microphone in Mitt Romney's face You're and out. say, do you approve of what he just said or did? Mitt has to, has to, because he's an honorable person, right. yeah. say something uh, pretty harsh about the president. Oh, boy. Um, and then and then that's that. That's where they are from that point on. Wow. And
0: every, That's time, just fine,
1: every
3: time Trump does something crazy from here on out, they're
1: going to ask Senator Romney, do you always, have any, uh, yeah. any uh, thought of, of running
3: in 2020? He'll end up being the go-to guy every time Trump yeah. does something crazy to, to get a
0: statement from him. Romney has said he is not exploring another candidacy. Yeah, we'll hear that over and over again. And the American figure skating team of Maya and Alex Shibitani are bringing home some more hardware from the Winter Olympics. The Shib-Sibs won bronze in the mixed ice dance competition. What's a bronze medal worth, Sean? Uh, $3.50. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. about right. And that brings us to Positive Sean's <laughs> Olympic medal meltdown for this morning. That's right. We have updated standings once again. Norway just cementing their lead. They have launched into the $9,000 range. They are at $9,200 Second place is Germany with 7700 This is the actual metallurgical value of the medals. Right. Yes. I see. Canada coming in third with $6,200 in winnings. We have, uh, who is that in fourth? The Netherlands. The Dutch coming in fourth with just over 5000 USA in fifth with $3,800. But France nipping at our heels, $3,500 in winnings. Just oh. a single Ooh-wee. gold medal separates the value of, oh. of, of, of us and the French. Uh, vive la France. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong
0: and Getty Show, The Conscience of Our Nation. I do kind of like the ring of
3: that. Somebody has got it straightened out for us. We'll hit you with that text coming up.
0: Somebody figured it out.
3: out? The the slogan. Oh, the wording of the slogan. Our conscience of the nation. (laughs) At 7 o'clock, we're talking to a former CIA
1: uh, field operative and chief about Russian meddling, et cetera.
3: This guy's great. He knows everything about it. Cool. He's also the author of some really good uh, spy novels. That sort of stuff's kind of in the news lately. Yeah. I don't know if you've been following that. Yeah. Plus, j'accuse. I believe Sean, positive Sean, has done something positively reprehensible. He will be called to the power of justice. Why we aren't winning more medals, one former medalist speaks out. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: The conscience of the Nation.
3: News is going to tell you about U.S. swimming, which sounds like it's a lot like U.S. gymnastics. Freaking molesters all over the place. They'd catch them and just move them to a different place and let them molest people there. Your kids. God. Wow. It's so damned maddening. Oh, my God. Uh, so but anyway, sickening. so that's coming up later.
2: Just they disgusting. to be
3: sickened. Yeah, well, I want people to hear about it. Oh, yeah. No, no, we've got to absolutely uncover it. Do you remember, if you're watching the Olympics, you know who she is. Tara Lipinski. She was our ice princess 20 years ago. 20 years 20 ago? 20 years? That's how fast time goes by. I thought <sighs> she was fairly recent. 20 years ago, wow. when she was 15 years old, she won the gold medal at four 4'9", 85 pounds. As a 15-year-old. Um, Not really. What? She was four foot nine. I don't know what she weighed, but it wouldn't <sighs> have been much. Wow, you could put her in your gym bag and smuggle her in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two-for-one skate day today, huh? <laughs> anyway, so now she's the, the color announcer for uh, the ice skating. She wrote an op-ed piece for the New York Times about why we're not winning many many medals. And uh, I'll keep this really short because, you know, you don't care and I barely do. I do. I um, care
1: deeply. It's a national humiliation. She said it's time. we're be- We're having our pants pulled down. Which is extra inconvenient, as it's very cold there.
3: We're tied with France. Oh, Lord. Tiny little country like France. Oh, please. How's that possible? Their heyday was like in 1740. It's time to take risks again, <laughs> says Tara Lipinski in the New York Times. Yes. America's skaters came up under a system that rewarded clean skating over innovation and, and risk, but that doesn't produce champions. Hmm. How the other countries are uh, on the cutting edge of everything and take risks and go for it, and we're kind of like be super careful. What does our Hunger Games day. buddy think? Does he agree? <laughs> I just wonder how much of that there is all the way through all of our uh, our athletes. Gosh, I know nothing about If we're, the- if we're just less... You know, lay it all out there than the other countries they, she says that we definitely aren't ice skating Wow no, and I just the only reason I'd bring it up is if it's got anything to do with national something rather, or other our national mood, the cresting of a of a power when you when you get into just protect mode yes you're you're past like achieving mode, you're just like let's hang on to what I got mode right. Right. Yeah I, that's wow. If
1: if that's a coincidence it's a hell of a coincidence. It is. Cuz we see it in many many a- avenues of the, of this society. Uh-huh. We're no longer the the brave, the innovative, the devil may care, the lone wolves, the achievers. Now we're the, where's my fair share? I want, I want
3: as a society. Anyway, I don't know if it means anything, but there you go. I
1: think it means a great deal,
3: Jack, a great deal.
1: (laughs) Oh, hey, now's probably the perfect time. Do you have that video ready for my favorite athlete, 33-year-old Elizabeth Sweeney? Jack, watch this. She's an American. She's actually from Oakland. Oakland, California, she's representing Hungary for reasons I'll explain. Here's her half-pipe run, where they go back and forth in the half-pipe, do amazing tricks and On flips. On Yeah, she's 33 years old. Now, watch this. This is incredible. Elizabeth Sweeney. Athlete. She is my favorite athlete of the games. All right, here she goes. She's just getting loose. She's getting ready, getting a feel for the pipe. Okay. Oh, she's okay. not doing not, any tricks. Not she's- quite. Just skiing back and forth, no trick there. But she's skiing back and forth and staying on, not even attempting. No, still no. Any, not even so much as a twirl. Up, oh, she kind of lifted her skis about a foot in what? the air. There, Whoa. oh, Whoa. she turned. She turned. Kind Once. Of, kind of the trick I would do. Oh, if now I she's now. skiing oh. backwards, which is something I cannot do except when I'm about to wipe out. There she is. Here's the story. That's her whole run? That's her run. This woman, <laughs> this woman has traveled around the globe because the Olympic rules say you have to have a certain number of top 30 finishes in contests around the world so she goes to ones that have less than 30 competitors wow and she just skis and stays on top of her skis so she finishes her runs and has compiled enough points that then she goes searching for a country that doesn't have somebody in that sport and says yeah what the hell yeah you can represent us pay your way and that's fine and um and her her grandparents were from hungary originally wasn't she going to represent somebody else
2: she had another idea, but that didn't so work. So she
3: can't actually do any
2: tricks. No, no. No. She is she is an average skier at best. <laughs> well, she, uh, yeah, she's be, pretty damn good on that half pipe. That, that wouldn't be easy that's to do. It's harder than but, it
1: looks. I mean, for us, you know, occasional weekend but, skiers. there's anyway, much to
2: see. So sometimes people <laughs> would be trying tricks and they fall and crash. So yeah. they end up with lower scores because yeah. she stayed on her skis Because the they were time. trying to win. Yeah, yeah. Back to Tara Lipinski's point indirectly. So I think her, her best finish was 12th out of 15 It was a field of 15. She finished 12th. A couple people crashed. Yeah. (laughs) But got enough World Cup quota points to qualify for the Olympics.
1: Once she found a country that would let her wear the uni. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I
2: love it. I love it. So she's an Olympian. That's an Olympic athlete right there. (laughs) It's just sort of a hobby for her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's obviously got money
1: because, like I said, she'd travel around the world and figure out, wait a minute, they've only got 28 skiers in this one.
2: Yes. Yes.
3: I finally watched the episode from the other night where that girl won the downhill that wasn't supposed to win at all. Yeah, She's not a skier. She's a snowboarder, and she borrowed someone else's skis. Good lord. So it's kind of like that woman, and that's not really her sport. But she was competing for Austria, I guess, in the downhill. (sighs) Not supposed to have a chance. That's why NBC declared somebody else the winner. Went away. They had to come back, and I found it. I went through my DVR and found and they said we have a a, an embarrassment embarrassing announcement to make we were wrong about who won the gold medal in the downhill and then they explained this girl who had no chance of winning has never even been close to competing at that level and uh and they showed her run and everything like that and she gets to the bottom and she went she only wins by one one hundredth of a second but she gets to the bottom because they got the clock right in front of you yeah and she stops and she looks at the clock and then she looks over at people and she looks at the clock and then she takes <laughs> off her helmet and then she starts looking around and she's like waving to her coach and she looks at the clock is that, and she, that right And she just stands there for like a minute a long time wow. looking at the clock trying and people to people cheering it. trying to figure out, And then the announcer puts a microphone in his face how do you feel she said I don't know what just happened <laughs> Um this is great. <laughs> yeah. She has no idea how she just see all of a sudden that. one time in her life skied faster than anybody else in the world when it's not really her thing. She borrowed someone's skis as I mentioned. Wow, do you remember what night that was? I got to go back and find that. Thursday Today? or Friday night? Oh, yeah, I'm not sure.
1: Wow, that's amazing.
3: It is, it, it, well, Bodie Miller said it might be the biggest upset in the history of sports. Well, I remember what you said that it, yesterday. It might thought, Come on, be, because usually to have a chance to even win a championship, you've done a, a number of things to get there. It's it, like a guy coming out of the stands and running a 9-400-yard <laughs> dash. And then standing there looking at the clock, like, what the hell? Well, why I'm not that fast.
2: Do You guys have been training for this? <laughs>
3: Wow! I, I just ran these. as fast
2: as I could, uh, and now
3: she's a big thing because she went to Kentucky Fried Chicken right after and had a uh, <laughs> two-piece bucket. Well, we'll be
1: seeing her on the commercials. <laughs> Try to train her accent out of her. But, uh, wow, that's, that's an amazing story. That just—it's at such a head scratcher. I mean, th- the top fifty skiers on earth
3: have got to be thinking. Why am I practicing all the time? Oh yeah, the the person that thought they won the gold and the silver were just waiting for everybody to get done so they could yeah. celebrate, and they're kind of hanging their head like, "What the hell?" Oh wow, <laughs> that's
1: crazy. Jason Matthews, former CIA guy, knows everything about Russian misinformation spying. The rest of it, going to be a great interview. Next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.